Hello, and welcome to Mythology in Classics, where I look at mythological and classical tales, such as our story today, and The Hobbit by J.R.R. Tolkien. Disclaimer, animal killing, murder, blood, horsemen murders, so murder and animal cruelty, who knows. And so, I will be using the words myths, legends, fairy tales, folk tales, and folklore interchangeably for any non-classical tale. This will get a little bit complicated when I get into stories like Beowulf and Mulan, that can be sort of like either or, a bit confusing, especially with Beowulf. So, also, I forgot to mention last week, the oracle said Heracles would gain immortality. Which will come in the play, unless, did I say it? I honestly don't remember, just, not that I, that said. Okay, so last week, Zeus impregnated Alcmene, and also Amphitryon impregnated Alcmene, who would give birth to twins, and it's something called superfecundation. Wait, no, heteropaternal superfecundation, where her two, there's two fathers, and there's two two babies from the same woman. That it happens. There's a very small window between it. Anyway, the brother is important because the brother of Heracles is important because he gives birth to because he doesn't give birth to no. Um, his son is Iolus, who will help Heracles, but also get him disqualified for a labor. Anyways, we cover Heracles' life, um, how he got dependence to work for High King Eurystheus. And we covered up the second labor last time. So, Heracles' next task was to get the Cerenian high. At this point, he didn't know his labor had been disqualified. So, one year later, yes, one year, it took him a whole year to hunt a deer. One single deer. Heracles returned to Mycenae with the hind. Now, the hind was sacred to the Artemis goddess of the hunt. I'll talk about her in future episodes. I'm going to be saying that a lot. Also, the hind was fast. That's why I took Heracles a year. But still, a year. At least that's what I think. Then, again, it took him 25 days to choke a lion. It took him 25 days to think to choke a lion. And it took him, like, a bunch of times cutting off heads to think, maybe I shouldn't cut off heads. So, who knows? Heracles knew his hind was sacred, so he found a way to capture the hind without killing it. He tripped, he, he hit it with an arrow. Yes, a poison arrow. Luckily, there was no blood. I mean, maybe it wasn't poison, that makes sense. Maybe, but why wouldn't he make all his arrows poison? Anyways, it doesn't make sense. But Artemis was like, Artemis was not happy about this. And Heracles is coming to situation, and Artemis understood so. Or she let him go, as long as he releases Rhea and Hine. Eurystheus declared the labor done, and Heracles releases Serene and Hine back into the wild. Heracles then fed out his next labor to capture the Eurymphian boar. Heracles traveled to Mount Eurymphian. Yermenthos, where the boar was. On his way there, he realized an old friend lived nearby, and he traveled there. Also, it's winter, so it's cold and there's snow. The snow will come in later. 
when Heracles arrives at the house, he sees his friend Pholus, who is a centaur. Centaurs are usually wild, dangerous, half-human, half-horse rapists, but some aren't, like Chiron and Pholus. Heracles knocked on Pholus' door, and Pholus opened it and saw Heracles and welcomed him in. They share a meal. Pholus had a large food supply. Well, large for a centaur, but not for a human. Also, centaurs are fine with eating food cold, unlike Heracles. And most humans. Heracles said he would like some wine to warm up after his walk in the snow. Pholus says he has some wine, but they can't drink it. He also gets the wine for some reason. Gets it out, but he's like, you can't drink it. Hmm. Heracles demands the wine. Pholus says they really can't drink it, and that Dionysus left it there. Dionysus was the god of wine, along with other things such as madness. I will do an episode on Dionysus, possibly more episodes, sometime in the future. This is the second time I've said this in, like, five minutes. Like I said earlier, I'm going to keep saying I'll do a future episode on a lot in this episode. Dionysus was once a mortal son of Zeus, then he became an Olympian. Heracles takes a jar of wine and takes a big swig of wine. The centaur smelled the wine and attacked Wolves' house for opening the jar of wine. In other versions of the story, the centaurs also drink the wine, get drunk, go mad, and attack the house. Foles ran away because centaurs are a bunch of horsemen and horses are strong, along with humans. Heracles picks up his bow and arrows, goes outside, and he dodges a centaur's attacks, and he shoots arrows at the centaurs, which kills them. The others ran away. Heracles decided to chase them for days the centaurs, even though they were running away. After the arrows instantly killed their brethren, Heracles killed many, many more centaurs. This was tragic because, as he's killing centaurs, Foles emerges and sees dead centaurs killed by single arrows. Foles grabs an arrow. He doesn't suspect it's poison, and he nicks himself and dies instantly. Heracles returned and buried Foles in the ground and continued on. As soon as Heracles sees the boar, he chases it to the snowdrift and it falls. Heracles takes the boar to Mycenae. Also, Heracles freed Prometheus, hung out with Chiron and Achilles, where Chiron died. I'll get to that in Achilles or Chiron episode. Chiron's like a trainer of a lot of heroes. I'll definitely do an episode on Prometheus, Achilles, and Chiron someday. Eurystheus in his, Eurystheus in his jar hides in some because he knows he will win this next one. Or at least he'll shame Heracles. The hero at the gates tells Heracles needs to clean Agia's stables, also known as the Agian stables. I feel like this episode might be shorter. Because I'm already to labor five, the third labor. But honestly, I'm so happy I am. Oof, there are so many labors and so many wrestling matches. Too many wrestling matches. Heracles wrestled too much. Alright, the reason this task was such a big deal was because it was degrading for a hero like Heracles to clean stables. Very ancient Greek idea, and probably modern. No. Humans. The stables of Agias are disgusting. Whatever you think a dirty stable can be, I can confidently say Agias' stale- stables were dirtier. 
reason for this is because Augie is just lazy, never bothered to complete to clean up the stables, so then he just got dirty here and dirty here. There's another reason, but I'll get to that soon. Heracles traveled to Agius' kingdom, thinking that this wasn't worth it. The kingdom smelled horrible from all the manure. Also, no aside, this is why I'm saying other reasons. Agius was the son of Helios, the Titan of Sun. You might be thinking, Titan? And doesn't Apollo drag the sun? Well, in some version, Apollo drags the sun, and Helios was the Titan, the, t- the immortals before the gods. Helios' Roman name is Sol, which is also where we get the word solar. Anyway, this is important because the cows in the stable are divine cows. They were Helios's sacred cows. That's why Agius had divine non-sick cows. They were extremely healthy. And also why he never bothered to clean the stable. Why he never bothered to clean the stables. Because they were divine cows. There were a lot of feces. A lot. It was probably almost as tall as the cows and probably oozing out of the stable, which is gross. And now you for the rest of this labor and possibly more will be picturing that. Heracles talks to the king and leaves out that the high king Aristeus makes is making him do this. And the deal is, if Heracles cleans the stables in one day, he gets some of the cows. Ten percent. Heracles uses his club to smash some of the stable walls. And he digs his, then he digs for hours, everyone minding their own business. It was evening when Heracles finished and told everyone to get out of the way. Heracles dodges the water just in time as water from a river he dug a trench to go into for rushes in the stables, cleaning everything, and goes out the other side into another river. I don't feel good for that other river. It got very polluted, most likely, from all that feces. Not good for the ecosystem. Agius then learned Heracles was forced to clean the stables and said that nullified his agreement with Heracles, so he didn't have to pay him. As the truth is about to come out about his oath, which yes, Agius had an oath, Agius bans Heracles from his kingdom so Heracles isn't welcome back and so he doesn't have to pay Heracles, which he didn't do in the first place for some reason. Worse, Heracles wasn't given credit for his labor because the river cleaned stables for him. But he wouldn't learn this in, uh, until a couple of years later. Anyways, Heracles was given his next task. Slay the Stymphalian birds. Labor number six. It is. It was a pain to write these labors out. Okay, so these birds were about the size of cranes and lived in marshes of Lake Stymphalia. The birds had bronze feathers that could, they could shoot at people, like the myth porcupines can shoot their quills. Also, their dung is poisonous, which in a way isn't all dung poisonous. I mean, if you think about it. You're thinking about the last labor with all the cow manure. That could not have been healthy for everyone. Heracles went to Lake Stymphalia and was at a dilemma, with the fact the trees were too thick to go through and the swamp was too deep and muddy to wade through. And to fix the boat through. Somehow, worse, the birds weren't coming out. Heracles waited for days and was about to go into the swamp when Athena stopped him. Why she didn't come earlier, I don't know. This, this, this is so long. It takes Heracles like 10 years to complete all these labors. <sighs> anyway, Heracles was given bronze castanets by Athena 
and they were forged by Hephaestus, got a fire, blacksmiths, and other things. I will do an episode on Hephaestus someday. Also, Hephaestus' Roman name Vulcan is the original word volcano. Well, volcano is based on an island named Vulcanus after Vulcan. And also, I forgot to mention earlier, um, if anybody would like me to retell these stories in the Roman version, um, just, just, um, just email me on my Instagram account or on my, one of my posts, um, and, or wait until I get a Gmail account set up, then you vet. You know, told Heracles to bring the castanets on a nearby cliffside, and it would spook the birds. Athena then left. Heracles did what Athena said and spooked the birds. Also, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, Athena was a goddess of wisdom and strategic warfare. I'll do an episode on her, blah, 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 same with Delphic Oracle, blah, blah, blah. The birds started flying away. Lucky for Heracles, not the birds, he had his bow and arrows ready and shot the birds with his poison arrows. The rest of the birds flew away in fear. Heracles would run into these birds again, in the story of Jason and the Archonauts. But that's another story for some episodes I'll do someday. Now that I've said that for like the 100th time, and we're only 14 minutes in, I've said it like five times. <sighs> but for now, Heracles, I completed labor number six, and I am one labor closer to the end of this episode. Heracles was told his next labor was to capture the Cretan Bull. So, Cretan Bull... Wait, no. Cretan Bull. The Cretan Bull was from Crete, and the father of the Minotaur. Which I'll get to in stories of Theseus and Daedalus, whose stories I'll get to someday in another episode, and I literally just said that. It's the same minute as I said in the last one. Jesus. Heracles went to Crete and captured a bull and returned to Mycenae, where Eustace said uh, to release the bull into the wild. I know, great idea. Heracles' next labor was to get the mares to Diomedes. This was a very short labor. The mares of Diomedes were dangerous human-eating horses owned by Diomedes. The mares were also called the mares of Phrase because that's where they came from. Diomedes ruled Phrase until Heracles came along. So, Heracles was leaving Mycenae when he encountered a group of men. Now, I know you're thinking they're going to challenge him. Nope. His leg- Heracles' legend had grown, and these men offered help. Heracles accepted our help. They sailed towards race. Also along the crew was Abderus, an old friend of Heracles and a son of Hermes. Hermes was a jack-of-all-trades kind of god, so he was a god of those who traveled, so basically everyone. Also, Hermes was a messenger of the gods, a guide souls in the underworld. I would do an episode on Hermes someday. Literally, two minutes ago, I said the last one. No, Heracles had one person helping the god disqualified. I suppose the laborers that these crew is on, like the rest of them, aren't disqualified. Then again, the story's been ridiculous so far, so on with the story. Heracles learns that there are four of Diomedes' mares, and that they're strong because they eat humans. Also, that Diomedes keeps the horses chained up. Heracles and his crew immediately go to secure the mares. The stables are staying loyal to Diomedes. Diomedes' force... Diomedes hears word and assembles a fighting force to meet the men. 
and a battle begins. Heracles doesn't want to lose our friends, so he has Abder save the mares. But he doesn't care about any of the rest of the crew. They can just die. <sighs> doesn't say that in the story, but that's... He's okay. He doesn't want Abderus to die, but he's okay with the rest of the crew dying. I need to find where I was. Okay. <sighs> oh, also Diomedes keeps the horses chained up. Heracles and Scrimmelia went to secure the stables, but the stables are in stable with Diomedes, then fighting force, and then he leaves Abderus with the mares. Which is a great idea. Leave your friend you don't want to lose with the human-eating horses. Well, Heracles is fighting. Adris fuels a horse muzzle on his back, and he is eaten. We all probably saw this coming. When you leave your friend with human-eating horses, it's gonna not end good. Heracles and his friends beat Diomedes. Also, this more impressive because Diomedes is a son of Ares. Got horror. I will do an episode on it. Aries, I just said this like two minutes ago. Also, Diomedes is a giant and literally a match for, and nearly a match for Heracles. Like I said last week, a story's over the top where a son of Ares, the god of war, and a giant, same person, are nearly a match for the Heracles, who is a son of Zeus, lightning god, and normal sized. Well, he is probably bigger than a normal human, but I mean, Diomedes was bigger. <sighs> Heracles goes at Abderus, calling for Abderus. Abderus didn't answer. Heracles saw tattered repeats of Abderus clothes near the horses, and some other stuff that were definitely remains of Abderus, and realizes what happened. The mare's muzzles were bloody. The crew brought the horses to the ship by but and returned to Mycenae, but not before feeding Diomedes to his horses. Heracles was told his next task, which was dun 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 to obtain the girdle of Hippolyta, queen of the Amazons. Alright, we're eighteen minutes in and still have four more labors to go. Jesus, why are there so many labors? Okay, backstory to why this is a labor. See, Eurystheus' young daughter learned of the Amazons, who were warrior women. I will do an episode on the Amazons someday. Again, I have said that one minute after. But I don't need to give you some info. Amazons were warrior women from far away. It is theorized that they were the Scythians. Anyway, the daughter heard the Amazonian queen had a magic girdle. If you don't know what a girdle is, look it up. I don't really know. I don't really know either, if you don't know. So, yeah. All I know is it was a clothing thing. So, the girdle was given to Hippolyte. 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 By your father Ares, Heracles and his crew sailed to the home of the Amazons, and Heracles talked to Hippolyte. Also, again, this labor isn't disqualified this time. It does include his crew, not only Aeolus, who is involved, but also the mythological hero Theseus. Also, on the way, they fight. On the way, Amazons fight people, win battles, and other stuff. 
you know, um, sow seeds for Trojan War and wrestling matches. So many wrestling matches. You have no idea how many wrestling matches are there to come. It's an unexpected number for a mythological story about a hero that hasn't had any wrestling matches be mentioned before this point. Okay, so, now, this is where, okay, ancient Greece was definitely not a progressive place. So there is definitely going to be some not good representation of different genders. So, yeah. Anyways, they arrived in Hippolyte, and Heracles talked in private. And Hippolyte, being so impressed by Heracles' manliness and good looks, she offers the girl right away. And yes, this did happen. And no, it would not happen in a, a movie today. Hopefully. Or any type of media. Hopefully not today. But yep. And of course, why would my expectations be high for representation in a story like this? Or any mythological story. There are a few that are a bit more progressive. But I mean... There's not, there's a lot non-progressive ones. Whew, so many. Not only that, but then you have to get into classics. Of course, there are some progressive classics, such as Jane Eyre, um, which I've not read, but I plan to. Anyways, Hera was not happy about this, so she came down to Earth, took a form of Amazon, and said there's treachery about, and that they were going to kill the queen. So a battle broke out. And Hippolyte suspected treachery. So um, she charged at Heracles, and then Heracles stabbed her because he came for the girdle and he had gotten it, so he killed her. Because that's the hero he was. Ugh, I know. Definitely not a heroic thing to do. Ugh. But, oh, if you hear any weird sounds next to me, that's my dog. So, yeah, that. But, yeah, Heracles was not too heroic of certain stuff. So anyways, there was a battle, Heracles' crew killed some people, and they escaped, went to some more wrestling matches. Then they got to Mycenae, and Heracles was given his next task, which is to get Garyon's cattle. And I'm 22 minutes in, and I only did a tenth flavor. So Garyon lived in what is modern-day Spain. Heracles, again, oh, also the Amazons lived in, like, was modern-day Libya or Turkey or something. Who knows? Geryon lived in what is modern-day Spain. Heracles, again, traveled with his crew and arrived at modern-day Spain and saw Geryon. But along the way, he fought some stuff, shot some arrows, probably got more wrestling matches, shot arrows at Helios, and used his strength to join Spain and Africa, make the pillars of Heracles... Also, before he sees Garyon, he sees a two-headed dog guarding some herds of cattle. One group of cattle is the one Heracles needs. The other is Hades' cattle. Hades has got underworld and riches, and I'll do an episode on him someday, I said for the millionth time. 
Anyways, Heracles wants the dog for this club and kills it. That's right, Heracles, the great hero, killed the dog. But then again, why should I have high expectations for him when he killed a woman just because, you know, he got what he wanted? And, and all sorts of stuff. Centaurs. He took a guy's wine. He took a centaur's wine, even though the centaur was very persistent not to open it. So, you know, Heracles was a jerk. But then again, basically everyone in this story is a jerk. Anyways, a herdsman attacked Heracles, and he saw him with his club. Anyway, another one, another herdsman guarding the Hades' cattle ran away, and Heracles let him. And then Garion came out, and Garion was a giant, first of all. But he also had three bodies connected to one waist, so three torsos, six arms, six legs, three heads. Why only one waist, and how would that all? How would all six legs fit on one waist? How? I don't know how. It makes no sense. But then again, why would I look for sense in stories like this? So they charged at each other, and Heracles turned around and shot a poison arrow at all three of Garion's body, free to side at the waist. So. If he had only hit one body, that would be just one body. No, you'd have more. But this way, he killed all of them. Probably of all healed. So, Heracles and his crew bringed the cattle to Mycenae. But not before getting lost and wearing the entire length of the Italian peninsula. When the cattle swam into Sicily, which in order to retrieve required a wrestling match. Oh. <sighs> Another wrestling match. This is like the first time I've mentioned it. And there's probably more than mentioned in the story here that I've mentioned. Okay, so this is where Heracles learned two of his labors in camp. This was definitely a jerk move. Like, right as he thought he was done, he suddenly is like, Oh no, sorry, you have to do more. It'd be like, if you were in school and you did your final assessment, and then they are like, Okay, you have another assessment. You need to do, you finished your final assessment, but now you have two extra assessments you need to do. So, yeah. So, and of course, Aristius is a jerk, a cowardly jerk. Everyone in the story is a jerk. So, Heracles on his next task was to get free of Hera's golden apples. And I am at 26 minutes. Wow. So, Heracles traveled to Mount Atlas in the land of the Hyperboreans. Hyperboreans lived in the north. That's all I know about them for the moment. I might do an episode on them or just give more information sometime in the future. Anyways, near Mount Atlas, where Titan Atlas holds the sky. I'll do an episode on Titan so you can know more about Atlas someday. I said for the emailing of bailing of time. Anyway, near the garden was protected by Hesperides. More specifically, a tree with golden apples. The tree was guarded by the monster dragon Ladon, who had 100 heads. Yes, very over the top, but don't worry, it's going to get very much over the top very, very soon. Anyway, so, the garden is in Arctic Circle, but 
in Atlas, but also in other stories, Atlas is in Northwest Africa. So I don't know what the geography is there or where he was, but we'll never know because this is a fake story. Anyway, so Heracles once again shouts a mat wrestling match and wins again when he gets the Arctic Circle, passing Northwest Africa, he confronts Atlas, getting Atlas get Atlas. Atlas says there's a dragon lad on there. Heracles shoots an arrow at the guard and one hundred hours fill the sky and then ended just as quickly. Atlas says he's carrying the sky. He can't. Heracles offers to take the sky as long as Atlas returned. Atlas agreed and hand Heracles the sky. Atlas came back with an apple. Atlas says he would be happy to take the apple to the high king. The apple to the high king. Heracles realizes treasure and asks as Atlas can take the sky. So Heracles can use his cloak as a backrest. He'll take it back. Atlas agrees because, and also because carrying apples in the sky is impossible. He also hands the apples to Heracles. Heracles takes his cloak and apples and leaves. Atlas is not happy about this. Heracles returned to Mycenae, where Aristius let Heracles take them. Um, then Heracles got apples to Athena, who put the apples back in the trees, basically just erasing everything anyone did. Though it wasn't erased, but like, there's nothing to prove besides an angry Atlas and Heracles in the story. So anyway, we're on to the final labor. The labor that might be the most dangerous. Also, just a second, Heracles shooting an arrow at Lada, I might have mentioned that, I can't remember. But yeah, Heracles just shot an arrow at a 100-headed dragon, and it died. Very over the top. So, Cerberus. Cerberus. So, Heracles now to get Cerberus from the Underworld. Cerberus was a three-headed guard dog of the Underworld. No. Here's why Eurystheus chose it. Urzius thought he had Heracles on a technicality. Because he got a lot of centaurs, he wouldn't be able to learn mysteries that got you safe from the underworld. Why humans won't count, I don't know. They were called the Eleusian Mysteries, and they were initiations into the cult Demeter and Persephone. They were kept secret. I'll get Demeter and Persephone. I'll, I'll probably with Persephone, I'll do the story of Demeter, Persephone, and Hades. Since I don't think Persephone is very prominent throughout mythology. Like, she doesn't have a lot of, like, stories that are specifically, like, her own. Okay, so Heracles used some loopholes against the cold. He descended into the underworld. I'll talk more about the underworld when I talk about Hades. And I sound like a seeing fruitist, because I am. I spent a lot of time talking. Anyways, Heracles was in the underworld. He goes to Charon. Who demands money? Charon, not Heracles. So, Greeks had a tradition that you need to put, you need a silver coin under your tongue. So, when you're at a funeral, you'd, some of you put a silver coin under your tongue to give to Charon. Because Charon required a fee. If you didn't, well, you weren't able to get into the underworld. So... Heracles him a Charon, so Charon let him go for free. There are a lot of gods and dead people and that he needs, so I'm going to skip that. Heracles goes to Hades' palaces and sees his friend Theseus and another guy chained up after a failed mission. We'll talk more on Theseus and his friend in future episodes on Theseus, like I said. 
Heracles frees Feces and can't free the other one. Heracles gets into another wrestling match and um, the herdsman and wins. Then he talks to Hades Persephone, asking permission to bring Severus to the surface world, and Hades agrees, saying Severus has to come back. Heracles then wrestles Severus to the surface world. It took weeks to do that, and it's just to wrestle him to Mycenae, but when he did, it gave Eurystheus quite a fright. Heracles' labors were complete, and now I'm basically done with this episode. But this isn't the end of the story. This isn't the end of Heracles' story, if it, it isn't. I'll be back next week to finish this up. So, next week we're going to be looking at the rest of Heracles' moral life and see what the Oracle meant by immortality. Might have given you a little hint, but when I said mortal life. So, credits. I was your host, Indigo Vincent. I should have mentioned my name in the intro. I need to work on that. I'll be back next week. I'm here. I'll release an episode every Sunday. Need to mention that in the intro. And if you want to message me, you can on my Instagram account, Mythology and Classics. And if you don't have Instagram or you don't want to message me on Instagram and on one of my posts, well, you have to wait until I set up a Gmail account for this podcast. Okay, so this is the end. Next week, I shall see you again.